What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the positive truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities. JP, how are you, sir? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. We have five times two positive news stories. Our 10 favorite positive news stories of the week. We have five each. What do you got, Tim? And my first one comes from these brothers, man. I have four brothers. Basically, they're actually setting the world record as the first rowing team made entirely of brothers to cross the whole entire Atlantic. Um, there's this big race and they cross the Atlantic doing this. You know, they have to sleep on their, their rowing boat and everything and having to deal with all these waves. But what they decided to do while I'm talking about it is they're raising $80,000 for charity, for four separate charities. Now, while a lot of people can do, you know, a lot of basic things to help out their community, like a trash tag challenge, planting some trees, just whatever the case may be to help out your community, to help out whatever you want to help out. These brothers went above and beyond. And I just thought it was really awesome because me and my siblings, we grew up fighting each other. And to see a lot of siblings growing up and actually making a difference, not only in their communities, but for people all over the world, I think is really awesome and inspiring. Can you imagine rowing across the Atlantic? How tiring that would be? Man, I can't even swim 200 meters. Uh, nothing. Nope. Negative, Ghost Rider. Yeah. So great job on them. Also, we're going to start out with a little bit of a curveball because usually we do science is cool with the positive truth at the end. But I want to throw it out in the beginning and talk about the great Ormond Street Hospital and for children in London. They had a young lady in there named Alicia. She was diagnosed with T-cell acute lymphoblastic leukemia in May 2021. She did a round of chemotherapy, bone marrow transplant failed. She was 13 years old, and the doctors told her parents there's nothing more they could do. Scientists had been in working in that hospital with a new kind of sophisticated cell engineering to try to stop the spread of cancer. So they walked up to Alicia's parents and they're like, hey, we have these pre-manufactured cells. We've added them with new technology. They should hunt down and destroy cancerous T cells without attacking each other. T cells are a type of white blood cell which move around the body to find and kill defective cells. She'll be the first person ever to try this, but we really think it's gonna work. The parents of course were like, it's better than nothing, give it a chance. This happened in May, 2021, and now she's back at home in remission, feeling wonderful. She keeps recovering. She's on stage. She's on what she calls a strange cloud nine, amazed to be home. And she's like, hopefully, and the scientists said this too, this research can, this can prove that the research works. We can offer it to more children. And if it keeps being successful, we can offer it to children earlier when they are less sick and be, can, use, be free, can be used for more leukemia in the future and other types. I mean, science is cool with the positive truth. It's a huge step in the right direction, man. It's, it's wild how many stories we've been doing over the years. And every time and every year, they seem to be getting better. And I'm loving the update. I hope to hear even more positive news stories about this as well, too. Because the fact that it can help out more people with leukemia sounds amazing to me. 
Absolutely. What do you got, Tim? Man, my next story. Let's see. What do I have here? Ooh, I have an awesome restaurant owner. So I have this woman by the name of Rhonda Chung. She was sitting at a dining restaurant called El Sur Street Food Company in Little Rock, Arkansas. Had to say that with a little bit of an accent there. Tu sabes. Um, so basically, Miss Rhonda was sitting there and she realized uh, there was this homeless man that walked in. And whenever the homeless man walked in, <laughs> sorry, JP, whenever this homeless man walked in, um, he started asking people for food, started asking people for money, basically was just looking for any type of help. Um, the restaurant owner basically looked over and said, hey, man, you're not bothering me or anybody in here. It's OK. Choose whatever you want on this menu and I'll buy it for you. Um, and then he immediately started recommending the most expensive items on the menu. He didn't offer chips and salsa. That was going to cost $3.99. He literally said, you can choose whatever you want, man. If you need anything, just ask. And the reason why I wanted to share that here on The Positive Truth is because we talk about stories like this all the time on here, but they never get old. It's so amazing whenever we see people doing something kind without expecting anything back, and especially doing something kind like this without anybody, not without realizing somebody was actually paying attention, man. So I just think it's amazing. Like, I love people like this because I do have a daughter. I will have a son here in about a month. Like, that'll be here. It's wild to think that, you know, we have all these good people in the world that not only am I setting a good example for my daughter, I need to for my son as well, but there's people like that out there as well too. So yeah, I love that story. A lot of good people doing the right thing when no one's looking. Do sabes. So you have a daughter, you have a son on the way, and you have a pet? Captain. Captain the dog, aka okay, Cappy. Does, does Cappy like to play fetch? Indubitably. Have you ever took Cappy on a walk? Also, I've never heard you say Cappy. What, 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 what did this come from, Tim? Dude, Layla named him Cappy, man. I can't do nothing. I'm like, it's Captain, and she'll be like, Cappy. I'm like, all right, it's Cappy. <laughs> and he answers to it, too. It's no joke. Well, someone's not the boss in the house. Facts. So have you ever took Captain on a walk? Of course. Okay, so how old is Captain? I think Captain just turned seven, six, <laughs> seven, seven. I think he just turned seven. <laughs> Don't know how old your oldest son is. Not a good oh, look there, tough. Tim. I know. I feel terrible. Oh. So Captain loves to play fetch, right? So I have a story about a 13-year-old border collie named Scruff. Scruff loved to play fetch, loved it so much, but they took, their owners took Scruff to the vet and they said, Scruff's getting a little old, sticks are messing with the gums, probably not a good idea you play fetch anymore. So every time they would go on a walk, they would play fetch with the sticks, so Scruff got really sad. After a few times, Scruff improvised, right? And he went out and he grabbed a plastic bottle and brought it back. And they were like... Hmm, this is interesting. And then he kept doing it because they said, good job. That's all it takes with dogs. He kept doing it. And they realized we go to the park. There's a lot of these plastic bottles around. Scruff is going and picking up trash. So they started carrying a bag, carrying a bag. Every time they go to a park, Scruff goes and picks up plastic bottles. They would post it on social media. They're like, Scruff helped clean a park. It picked up, then it picked up some more, and now everyone everyone with a dog in the community likes to play fetch. They've all taught them, 
you see a plastic bottle, plastic can, go pick it up, bring it to us, clean up the community. So there you go, Tim. You need to teach Captain how to clean while doing walks. Yo, that's a 10 out of 10 story. It's a dog story and a going green story all in one. It's like a new challenge. Like, I'm definitely going to have to try to teach Captain how to pick up these bottles. The only difference so, is I live on the south side of Oklahoma City, and there's a lot of glass, my guy. So he ain't doing that over there. <laughs> well, Scruff has already collected more than 1,000 litter bottles. I think it's really wow. wonderful, and I wanted to talk about him here on The Positive Truth. That's amazing, man. I can't believe you found that story. That's 10 out of 10. Wait till you hear the next one. What do you got, Tim? Okay, so do you remember last week I talked about – what did I sp- – I spoke about the TikToker from Vegas, that he was in Vegas eating at a pizza place, spoke about the pizza place on his TikTok, and then everybody within hours were going over there lined you know, around the corner. Um, I have another TikTok story. It's by a different man. Um, so his name is Rory McCarty, and he was shopping at Walmart, and he met a man named Marion. Um, so Rory was just shopping, you know, doing his thing. And then he met an 82-year-old man that was working there still, 40 hours a week. And he was a Navy veteran. You know, he was just confused. He, Why are you working? He was like, well, I have bills to pay, you know, happy, <laughs> not complaining. Basically, his coworkers were saying he never calls in. So Rory, he's a TikToker, you know, he's famous on TikTok. You know what I mean? He's basically like, I have all kind of followers. And matter of fact, not too long ago, he actually raised some money to help somebody else retire. So it immediately came to his head i have to try to help this man retire i'm going to start a gofundme i'm going to make a video on my tiktok and i'm going to see if we can help this man next thing you know he ended up raising over a hundred thousand dollars dollars from over five thousand online donors to be exact um he ended up giving this navy our navy veteran warren marion of cumberland maryland a check for $108,682 after all the fees and stuff were paid for. The reason why I'm talking about it is because this man just met him, saw how hard he worked, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to help you live the rest of your days the best way that you can. I think this is amazing. I know a lot of people out there are working hard, and they're like, why can't this just happen to me? That's not what this is about. This is truly just about helping somebody else whenever you have the opportunity to. He obviously created a platform for himself to be able to do things like this so i definitely wanted to share it on here on the positive truth like we should somebody get that man rory a vacation do sabes before we go to our last five positive news stories of the week we want to pause and do audio meditation it's where me and tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life you have to overlook all the great things going on in our own lives we encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for like two weeks ago because my daughter the other day told me she basically had a crush on a kid in her class. I don't know how, like, I just missed the old days and it was just like in love with me. I was like, daddy, babe. Now it's like, I'll hold Kevin's hand and he's going to take me to Chuck E. Cheese or the this is the best one, JP. How's, how's he going to take you to Chuck E. Cheese? He ain't got no Ex- car. Exactly. Edna's like, does he got Chuck E. Cheese money? <laughs> <laughs> it's this funny. The best we have part, turned though. into our parents. No, like no other. I, I had no idea I was going to be like this, but she was like, Daddy, can we get Cane's? Cane's is a chicken place for those that don't know. I'm like, no, Layla, you had Cane's yesterday. You can eat something at home. 
Daddy, Kevin said yes. We get canes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, I'm over here like practicing these breathing treatments I don't even know I had to do. Like I was stressed out like no other. Had to have Edna talk to her. I'm like, yo, I can't do this right now. I don't even like this Kevin kid anymore. He was super sweet before this. So yeah, I was grateful for the past whenever my daughter didn't have crushes on other men besides me or boys or anything. So yeah, it, it's a struggle right now for me. Wait till she's ignoring It's actually you. super cute. Yeah, facts. It's actually super cute right now. I'm just like this little puppy love stuff. Talking about Chuck E. Cheese dates and stuff. This is wild. I didn't discover girls for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just be honest. So hopefully with LA, you're okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. If anything, he's going to be too awkward like I was. <laughs> so we were all good there. <laughs> oh, man. The struggle. So, um, What are you grateful for, sir? I'm grateful for this thing called a hip circle. So I either do something 100% or 0%. So one time we were playing basketball. See that Tim's laugh is saying that's the truth. Sorry, we tickled. Play- okay. We were playing basketball and I sprained my ankle really bad and I kept playing. And then I went to work when I couldn't walk and I kept walking on it. And so I ended up, you know, you hurt one thing, it leads to another thing hurting. So I sprained my back. So now I have this bad hip because I keep squatting, even though I got like a messed up ankle, but I'm, I've been working on it. Right. So I got this hip circle thing. And on Sunday, I was doing these little yoga exercises with it. And yo, the booty and hips are so sore. <laughs> so sore. Yo, man. I was not expecting that. Oh, 10 out of 10. Like From yoga? Different, it's, yeah, this hip circle thing. Like I was doing these like, it's really like you hold it and it's like resistance. So it works okay. your hips and your upper glutes. I went to roll out the bed. My upper glutes were like sore. I was like, ah, <laughs> the little wobble. <laughs> oh, 10 out of 10. So, yeah. But, you know, hips feel a lot better. So I'm like almost 100% recovered. You know, I'm not going to working out. So, you know. We are in our 30s. We're over here talking about hips feeling good. We are in our 30s. Oh, yeah. I got this uh, new sled machine. Great, Tim. Great. Kick my butt today. Hex, yeah. That's what I like to hear. Be in the best shape of my life in my thirties. And then I'm going to show up to Tim's house randomly and be like, I scheduled us for a marathon. We're going to run this. And then I'll throw up gradually. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to the positive news stories. (laughs) So we just talked about scruff. So now I got to talk about Max. Max is a dog with a job and his dog job is to find poo. Tough job. Awkward pause on purpose. So he works in Australia and his job is looking for koala poo. And that's all he does. And that's all he's interested in. And the reason he does this is he finds the poo, gives it to his owners. Owners study the poo. Since koalas are endangered, they can take from, they can study little feces. They can be like, oh, not getting enough nutrients. Boom, 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 boom. They can find out where they live. They can study them without ever having to get close. Since they've been doing this with Max and after the fires in Australia, it has helped raise the population of koalas by 66%. 
because they study the poo and they get them what they need. And all he does is he wakes up, he sniffs, barks, find, finds poo, gets head scratch, and he's happy. That is wild. That's low-key a follow-up story. That's just wild, though, man. I'm loving it. So, yeah. Shout-out to Max and shout-out to shout- Scruff. Man. Random koala stories. I'm loving it. Oh, you're going to like my next story even more, Tim. But I will, <laughs> it's your turn, so go next. Man, so I have this awesome police officer from Denver. Um, she actually went above and beyond the call of duty. That's obviously why we're talking about her here today. Um, so basically, she received a phone call, and it was a noise complaint. Whenever she got there, she ended up talking to the woman that the complaint was about, and she was struggling. Um, she just lost her job. She couldn't afford any food for her kids. Um, she wasn't receiving any aid. It was just really, really bad. She was struggling with her mental health. Um, she basically just let the police officer know everything. Um, and what ended up happening was the police officer didn't you know, write her a citation, didn't arrest her. She actually ended up buying her a week's worth of groceries. Now, she did this and didn't say anything. You know, She just went about her day. But whenever she did this, you know, of course, her peers ended up finding out because this woman isn't just going to accept this and not say a word. Um, and when they found out, she ended up getting an award from this nonprofit, basically a, a citizen award for you know, being amazing, <laughs> basically. And I just thought it was really awesome because as a police officer, you're supposed to serve and protect. And that serve part, we often forget watching you know, the mainstream media. So here on The Positive Truth, we're definitely going to show you that they serve out here too. Absolutely. Perfectly said, Tim. So Tim went from nice and serious, and I've done two dog stories, so I'm going to keep it jokey. So whenever we're working, Tim, and I'm trying to find something and I can't find it, what do you call me? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I call saying, you blind. I apologize. I call you blind. Uh, don't apologize. It is hilarious <laughs> because, you know, I've had bad vision basically since 95, so the whole life almost... <laughs> So I feel for people. I really do feel for people that have struggled seeing things. Because if I take out my contacts, I'm Vilma. Like, it's a, it's a wrap. I'm not seeing anything. But as bad as my eyes are, there are people that have much worse eyes than I do. And there are people that are blind. So David Grimm, David Gam, I apologize, 10 years ago at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, He started studying stem cells and he's like, man, I think we can develop a way to grow organized clusters of cells called organoids that resemble the retina, the light sensitive tissue at the back of the eye, reprogram them, have the stem cells develop them into several types of retinal cells that can sense light and ultimately transmit what we see to the brain. So this was 10 years ago, right? They've been working on it, working on it, working on it. Then... Just just this last year, they got everything to work, but they said we need to connect it to photoreceptors, which respond like healthy retina to different wavelengths and intensities in the light. And if they can make that work, they might be one step closer to curing blindness. Tim, they made it happen. That's like, that's wild, man. So they're using stem cells, connecting them to the retina, having it the stem cells regrow the retina, and then they're connecting it to the rest of the eyeball. Their lab-grown retina cells have the capacity to replace diseased cells and carry sensory information exactly like healthy ones. Now it's just they have got through that. They made it happen in a lab. Now it's just on to testing. We might have a cure for blindness. 
during our lifetime is wild, man. That's going to be beautiful to see, like, so many people. Oh, just watching those videos with people wearing those glasses, seeing color for the first time makes me cry. So I can only imagine whenever this happens. So, yeah, there might be hope for your boy, too. <laughs> I forgot to start off with the blind joke. <laughs> What do you got, Tim? Oh, man. I actually have this last one I actually thought was really awesome. So there was this couple. They were having a birthday party for their two-year-old son. And uh, their two-year-old son, you know, can't really do too much with a two-year-old. They put everything in their mouth, and they can't really do too much because they're short, right? (laughs) But they decided to have it at this uh, pizza place, which a two-year-old kid having a lot of cousins and friends can't be cheap at all. So they're sitting there. They're eating. They're having cake. Everybody's at the table. They asked for the bill, and when they asked for the bill, they had a huge surprise. The mom opened it, and it was already paid for. Um, she screamed, you know, with joy, of course. Like, I know for a fact I would because every birthday bill I've gotten, I'm always like, ah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and pay for that real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts for sure. So, you know, she definitely got excited, and uh, the reason why I'm talking about it is because – the couple that actually paid for this birthday party, they wanted to remain anonymous. They were actually there in the restaurant eating, enjoying watching this family celebrate this two-year-old's birthday party that they wanted to pay for the whole thing for them. I'm bringing it up here because that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Give back and not ask for anything in return. Don't accept that, you know, um, fame that you get for giving back, whatever that righteous feeling that people want to give you. You shouldn't have to look for that. Like give back because you want to give back. And I thought this was super awesome and super sweet because I don't know too many people that get their birthday parties paid for like that. And I know if I did that for anybody, if anybody did that for me, it would be like a, oh my goodness, thank you so much. I probably just scream like the woman did in the restaurant for sure. Ah. How, how many two-year-olds were there? Bro, I don't know. In the picture, it looked like there was probably like 15 to Mm-mm. 16 See, people. And that's why it wasn't all kids. For. It, it wasn't even... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine doing with 15 year olds at once man negative ghost rider i'm running i'm running that, pay that bill she deserves that facts so for our last my last positive news story we're going to talk about representation and why it matters small steps forward so the u.s government has just announced name changes for five places whose decks and whose designations included racist terms for Native American women. That word Ms. Squaw has historically been used for an offensive ethnic, racial, or sexist slur, particularly for indigenous Native American women. In these places where that has been the name placed on the community, on the tribe, on a historical area, they just got all changed. In California, one site was named Loybust Hill, which means young lady. Another California site was named Yotas Valley, which translates to people. Love that one. North North Dakota site was renamed Homesteaders Gap because the community wanted to connect people. In Tennessee, a site was given the name Partridge Berry for a plant that the community was named after. And the last one in Texas was named Lynn Creek in honor of Isaac Lynn, a man who lived in the Creek community nearby and helped bring people together. Small steps in the right direction, and we want to talk about it here on The Positive Truths. Take that, world. I haven't said that in forever. Have you said a quote in forever? Absolutely. Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. Quotes by Tim. Quotes by repeat by Tim. (laughs) What? (laughs) Hit the on-repeat quote button today. Heard that one before. 
tu sabes. I, I'm pretty sure you did. We appreciate everyone for listening. We will be back with inspirational stories on Thursday or Friday. Can't decide. We want to do this Thursday and Friday. Monday, positive news stories. Thursday, inspirational. Tuesday, positive news stories. Friday, inspirational. We'll see. Hmm. We appreciate everyone. We are out. Stay positive.